Welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. We're starting season five today uh, with uh, episode one, Dark Paradise. I'm Emily. And I'm Sue. Do I usually introduce myself as them? I do, huh? Yeah. Emily sounded so formal. So formal. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Mother, do you think she's good enough? Get to the recap. Let's do. Okay. We open with someone putting a record on. It cuts to Norman sleeping in Norma's bed. He wakes up and Juno jumps onto the bed. Norm says he smells breakfast cooking and says, Oh, mother, he sees a thing of flowers she had put on the bedside table. This little world is just lovely. (laughs) I know. Flowers. I'm glad he has that. Yep. His mother left him flowers by the bedside <laughs> table. <laughs> Wakes him up by the smell of breakfast. His, so his little funny. dog he owned for 10 hours. I know. <laughs> that he fed like twice. <laughs> yeah, he brushes his teeth and stands there and smirks in the mirror for a minute, then walks out. The camera lingers for a moment, and we see bras and stockings hanging on a drying rack. Guess we already discussed that. We did. I took a screenshot. Um, there's a lot of hoes. Uh-huh. A lot of hoes, and some nice... I think they're all, like, real silk. Uh-huh. They were very nice looking, so... I don't know. I think they're not reality. Much as we'd like it to be. I think you're right. Doesn't mean we won't see something like that (laughs) in the future. (laughs) Yep. Um, And Norman, if that's not reality, it's a little weird (laughs) that that's your, like, happiest reality. Like, (laughs) virgin. (laughs) Is your bathroom filled with your mother's lingerie? (laughs) Well, it is Norman Bates. (laughs) (laughs) It is Norman Bates. Too true. Should we expect anything less? 
All right, Norman gets dressed, adjusts his manager name tag, and walks downstairs with Juno following along. He stands in the doorway of the kitchen, smiling, cuts to Norma. She turns around, holding a plate of homemade biscuits, and says, Good morning, honey. Come in and eat. Cuts to Norma and Norman eating breakfast. There was some funny stuff by the cast about that breakfast. That it was a little, the bacon was an X, and then the biscuit was an O, and then it was booby eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vera Frank was like, perfect breakfast for mother. X is nose and booby eggs. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um... Okay, so he says he hung the new shower curtains and the room looks all spiffed up. He says he thinks it's time they paint the exterior. He says the hardware store just reopened. She says she wished she could go down to the village with him look. She says it so wistfully. I know. <laughs> like a little kid. <laughs> he says he knows it's hard for her to have to stay inside the house, but it is what they signed on for and at least it's paradise, right? She smiles and tells him to eat his biscuits before they get cold. Cuts to them walking to the front door. He tells her he will see her in a bit. And she says, I know. And I'd give up a million villages just to be with you here forever. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> she kisses him and they say, I love you. And he leaves. After the door closes, Norma fades away. The jazz song ends ominous music starts and the camera pans to the kitchen and we see what it really looks like. Then opening sequence. Yep. Pretty good little scene. It was. Her apron was so adorable. I know. Just this big green bow. Yep. Just so, oh. And those biscuits were like amazing. (laughs) There was also toast on the table. I was like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> biscuits and toast well in my rewatch I noticed one breakfast scene they had a plate it was just the two of them uh-huh. and there was a plate and I counted six pieces of toast stacked up <laughs> and I was like you guys cannot eat that much toast <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of toast no human being eats that much toast <laughs> and I just had a good chuckle she just so overboard yep I'm going to make six pieces, just in case he wants a lot. <laughs> yeah, and just, oh, the line, I know. I'd give up a million villages just to be with you here forever. <laughs> oh, it's just fascinating. It's so great. It's so great watching it, knowing that it's all in his head. I know. That's Love it. That's why I'm, like, really looking forward to, like, all their conversations. <laughs> yeah, just There's this element to it that's so great. I know. It's going to be awesome. Um, okay, so next we are at a prison. Romero. I put Normero. <laughs> <laughs> we all wish it was Normero. Know, right? <laughs> Romero walks out of his cell. Uh, we see two photos on his wall, one of a young boy hugging his mom and the one of Norma and Romero at the Winter Festival. Custer Romero out in the yard punching a boxing bag. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to know that boy and mom? Is that supposed to be someone Romero knew? Or is that like his prison? That's the only place for them to hang up pictures. Oh, I thought it was like a young Romero and his mom. 
Oh. Is it like old? Um, I don't, yeah, maybe. I didn't even think of that. I just thought, who was this? Oh, I just assumed it was Romero and his mom. That makes sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's not someone that he knows, I think he would have just taken it down, right? I mean, well, if it was his roommate. You know, like in college, you have like, in a dorm, you only oh, have right, like one right. bulletin board. <laughs> so you know, you have to put your pictures there. <laughs> your pictures can only be right here. <laughs> Very strict prison. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't either. It's just the only thought I had because I didn't come up with him and his mom. Oh, that's the only thing I thought of. <laughs> um, okay, so cuts to the village. Norman steps out of the Mercedes and walks to the hardware store. He opens the door and he and an older woman greet each other. <laughs> I love that little detail. <laughs> I know, I do too. So Norman has been like making friends out in the town. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, he's Nor a nice boy. He is. He's the nicest boy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Norman walks around the store, grabs a cookie, and then stops and stares at something. Cuts to what he's staring at, and it's a woman from behind on a ladder, and from behind she looks like Norma Bates. Norman walks closer, and she turns around, and she really looks like Norma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she asks if she can help him, and he says he thinks she can. Cuts to her showing Norman paint samples. He tells her he owns the Bates Motel on the old highway, and she says she is driven by there, and says, I love your house. It's amazing. Like, what mind thought that house up? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she says it reminds her of that old Hopper painting. Which and... little detail that is um, that painting that she's talking about is what the person that designed the Psycho House that was his inspiration. So that's kind of a neat little um, oh, little throwback. Yeah. It's a throwback and it's also a little meta. <laughs> it is a little meta. Um, I don't remember what the painting's called. Something about a, a railroad house by the tracks. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I I kind of can picture it. I a few years ago did a big psycho house analysis because I made that. Um, it was before we podcasted. I made that haunted house for oh, my house for yeah, Halloween. That's right. Yeah. And I wanted to draw a little inspiration on the psycho house, mostly the roof. Uh -huh. So I was looking at a lot of pictures and kind of got into a little rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I studied a lot of our history. Yeah. Anyway, so it's been like 60 years since I've seen it, but I have seen it fairly recently. Yeah, I know I've seen it. I just can't totally picture it. Um, he says he and his mother bought it several years back and his mother has passed away but she always wanted to fix the place up she always wanted everything to be beautiful it was her way of fighting everything that was beautiful in the world things she couldn't control uh, she says she totally understands that 
Norman says he will take the paint and then walk over to the counter. Norman sees a ring on her finger and asks if her husband likes to paint. She says no, the store is her baby. She asks his name and he says Norman Bates and she says she is Madeline Lewis. Uh, he says it's been nice to meet her. Nice meeting her. He grabs a wallet out of his jacket pocket and opens it and it's not his wallet. There's a driver's license in it for an older man named Jim Blackwell. Norman says Madeline... Norman tells Madeline it's not his wallet. He found it in a motel room and forgot to put it in the lost and found box. He tells her he needs to run and get his wallet and asks her to hold the paint for him. And he runs out of the store. <laughs> so awkward. Like, I know. Pull a wallet out of your <laughs> That's not yours. So... What did you think when you first... When he pulled someone else's wallet out of his... Were you like, oh, that guy's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Same. That's the only thing that I could come up with. I was excited. I was like, ooh, five minutes in and we've already got, like, (laughs) an unknown corpse. (laughs) My thought, though, was that it was weird it was a man. Like, Same. That's what didn't quite compute to me. I only expected him to kill women. Yep. So, but yeah, I guess this is our chance to talk about that hardware store. Uh-huh. You're right. It's like restoration hardware. Yep. <laughs> it's not Ace. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is. It was it just is. very boutique-y. Um, I mean... It's the kind of store I would go into if I was, like, looking for a gift for someone or something. Yeah. Not if I needed something for my house. like a. Well, it's not where I'd go if I need, like, yeah, a new, well, she might have some really unique (laughs) Yeah. If I I was restoring an old dresser and wanted some really cool handles for it. Right. Right. Exactly. That's that's yeah. where you go. But for paint and stuff, uh-uh. Mm-mm, you will get gouged. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I guess that's like a... Is it a tourist town? I kind of uh, think of it that way, just because it just... But I guess it's really not. Well, they have all those festivals. <laughs> that's true. And that cider festival, cider festival was one... It was one hipster... Sound and thing. Yes. Plus a subsidiary Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, store is going little, to appeal to the tourists. It's probably right off, like, the one, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a coastal town in Oregon. I think they're all a little touristy, you know. Sure, yeah. So. Yeah. It's a cute little store. Very and she's cute. adorable. Absolutely. I fell in love with her right away. Yep. And then she, I got sad because she's going to die because she, she looks like Norma. I know. She's like an early 20s Norma Bates. And <laughs> she's not long for this world. And probably without all the issues. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I, I, I get the feeling she's got some, I think she and Norman are going to become friends. And she's got some really disturbing things ahead of her. <laughs> Yeah, she does. Uh, <laughs> Don't do it. I know. Run away, Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we know it's been... So Norman tells 
Madeline that he and his mom bought the motel several years back. Has it been several years? I can't imagine several. I know, right? It seems like the first four seasons took place in like... In like a two-year... Yeah. No more than two years. I know. And then a year and a half. So it's been like three and a half years. Four at the most. Well, he is really proud of it. You know, he he takes any opportunity he has to tell people he's the manager and that he owns it and they own it. He always yeah. has. Yeah. So maybe it just feels better for him to, to just stretch things a little bit. I guess so. There's also the factor that sometimes shows their timelines might not exactly match up with maybe what they want it to. True. True. Okay. Because I was like, maybe paint the house. <laughs> Yeah, the house really needs it. I don't. I didn't see a flaw in the paint. I kept looking. <laughs> I did too. Hotel. I did too. I mean, yeah, the hotel, the motel looked fine. Yeah, and it's already yellow. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Um. So next, we see Romero at the prison making a phone call. The call does not go through, and he slams down the receiver. We know now that he is calling his hitman, Mr. Jim Blackwell. Yeah, I... See if he was a success. Yeah, I have not connected that, of course. Yeah, I was really wondering. I was wondering who he was calling. I was wondering if it was, like, Dylan or Chick. Oh, I just thought... He had come up with something and really wanted to talk to the lawyer again. Mm. Possibly. But no. So next we see Norma vacuuming. Norman walks in. He asks if she has seen his wallet and she says it's up in his room. He tells her he has someone else's wallet and he doesn't know how he got it. She turns off the vacuum and asks to see it. He hands it to her. She looks through it and says, "Mm, yeah, that's not your wallet. (laughs) Hands it back like she told him something. I know. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> he asks if he should put it in the mailbox. She says no, it probably belongs to someone at the motel and they will come looking for it. He says he doesn't remember checking that person in. She says, huh, and turns the vacuum back on. <laughs> he says, mother, do you ever have that feeling that you've had the same nightmare over and over again, but that you can't remember it? She just, you just remember the feeling of it? She looks at him and says, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, she was funny in the scene. Oh, it was great. She tells him to put it in the office safe. He asks why in the safe, and she says, because someone might come looking for it, and she doesn't want it to get lost, and then says, you know what your memory is like? He says, I can't help it. She says, I know, sweetheart, I know. Just do what I'm telling you, okay? Put it in the safe. She starts vacuuming again, and he walks out the door. Yep. Great scene. Mm-hmm. I just love that he's trying to, like, get through to her, like, this nightmare. You know, living this nightmare over and over. But you can't remember it. You just remember the feeling of it. And she's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, she's like, none of that kind of talk. <laughs> <laughs> so what he's referring to is, like... The reality kind of creeping in. 
Yeah. Like I think it's the shadows that something's not quite right. The light bulb fluttering that Yeah. Flickering that Carrie Aaron said. Exactly. exactly. Ugh, that's just gotta suck. It sounds really miserable to be him right now. It does, because I know what he's talking about. I have had those mornings where I woke up and go, I know, I just had a horrible dream. I can't mm-hmm. really remember it, but it makes me feel like, ew. I can't yeah. ima- And I know it was just a dream. I can't imagine, like, the ew is, like, a, a reality, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that you have blackouts and you suspect that you might be doing something wrong. Yeah. It's crazy. And just, ugh. So, so when he is, like, having conversations like this with Norma, he's got no awareness that her corpse is downstairs. Is that right? Is that what we think? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure he'd be surprised. I don't I know. I need, like, a flow chart. Like a... Yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> When Norman's like this, he knows this, but not this. <laughs> you know, that might, yeah, and that might be the shadow, too. It's just all, right. I think it's all there, and he actively suppresses it. Right. Okay. Very interesting. But not in the way, like, I might suppress some bad news looming in my life that I just ignore it. Right. It'd be it'd be more than that, right? Hmm. Interesting. I'm really excited for this season. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we're we're so good stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. So next we are at a party at Dylan and Emma's. Dylan is at the grill, and a guy walks up and congratulates him on his promotion. Dylan says he finally found his calling in beer. So is that the job that he got when he, like... Well, I'm guessing. I guess we can't say for sure. I just can't remember that that was, like, a beer... It was definitely a beer thing. Oh, was it? Okay. He was talking about hops and stuff. Oh, that's right, that's right. Hops in the interview. That's right. Okay. Um... Dylan brings some girl corn into the house and says, Hey, birthday girl. And we see Emma turn around, and she's holding a baby. Dylan says, How's my girls? Emma says, They're God. (laughs) 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 They're good. And Dylan (laughs) says, How did I get so lucky? Emma says, You did a couple of tours of duty in the lower levels of hell. (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) That was... (laughs) Because, yeah, he kind of did. Oh, sure. That kind of, like, her saying that kind of, what we talked about earlier, when we were talking whether or not Emma would have contacted Norma about the baby. So, I think they have had a lot of conversations about his childhood and growing up with Norma. You know? I would say so, yeah. Um... Dylan takes the baby from her and says to go enjoy her party. The doorbell rings. Emma answers it, and it's Caleb. Emma invites him in, and Dylan comes around the corner, um, holding the baby, and says he wants to start cutting the cake soon. Caleb says, hey, and Dylan says, yeah, she's ours. (laughs) (laughs) Just awkward. (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
Caleb asks if he can hold her, and Dylan Again, answers. awkward. I know, totally. Can you just walk in the door and ask if you can hold someone's baby? I know. That's I know. not great. People. And it's like, and you're the grandpa slash great uncle, and it's just not right. <laughs> nope. Um, Dylan hands in the baby, and he says, hello, Kate. That, that's just creepy too I was like how does he know her name yep <laughs> um, Caleb says he has been looking at pictures on Emma's Facebook not to be creepy well Caleb <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and make those little <laughs> comments but yeah um, he says but just to make sure they were doing okay he saw pictures of the baby and had to come he says, man, Norma Louise must be over the moon about this. Dylan tells him he really doesn't talk to his mom or Norman anymore. Caleb asks what happened, and Dylan says he doesn't want to talk about it and takes the baby from Caleb. Caleb says, but there's a grandkid involved now. Emma asks where he is staying, and he says he hasn't checked in anywhere yet. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> he says he's running low on funds. It took a lot of effort to get over the border, and he says he was hoping he could stay there for a few nights until he figures out what he is doing. It's just the whole nightmare. <laughs> God, I know. Just the unwanted relative showing up at your door. <laughs> says they're running out of funds. <laughs> like, oh, oh no. Had a hard time getting over the border. Uh, great. <laughs> they didn't have a spare room. I know. I know. I was kind of surprised they don't. That was a beautiful house. I know. I was very surprised. Yeah. Um, Emma says, of course he can. They don't have a spare room, but they have a couch. He says, thanks. Emma says he can put his stuff in their room. Caleb walks away, and Dylan tells Emma he's sorry, and she says, it's okay. (laughs) So, yeah. I... I just don't trust Caleb. I just can't trust that man. I think he's, I think he got, where was he, Costa Rica? Yeah, so do you think he took Lucille? Does he still have Lucille? Do you take her all the way? Because oh. if he does, he can sleep in her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just don't buy that he saw that he has a grandson. I don't know. I just, I think he got in trouble mm. in Costa Rica or lost a job or something. Or, And he saw these pictures of this great life Dylan's had. If Emma probably like talked about Dylan's promotion on Facebook and he's like, I'm going to go get some of that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know. Yeah. I think he saw the baby. Huh. Not in a creepy way, really. No, but no, I don't. Just kind of. He is really into family. I mean, when he comes. That's true. After the mom died and he was so. So I could see that baby. Happening and being like, my son. As a baby, I'm a grandfather. This is better than what I'm doing down here. And just pining for Norma Jean, probably, still. Norma Louise, Norma Jean. (laughs) Pining for Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) Yeah, all right, you're right. I just... 
You always. This I is just, what you did last time, Caleb. And it wasn't about the money. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> you want it to be true so bad. I know. It's like quit, quit being a better guy than I give you credit for. <laughs> Maybe he won't be this time. Maybe you'll win. I don't know. His sister's frozen in the cellar. I kind of feel bad for the guy. <laughs> Not only his sister, the love of his life. The love of his life. Well, then it just creeped me out again. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. <laughs> I got to tell you, the show wants you to like him. It sure does. They've made that very clear time yeah. and again. Yeah. It makes us feel very conflicted. Totally. He's an incest rape raper. I know. Incestuous raper. Why do you want us to like him? Because they want to just mess with our brains. Carrie and Carl the nerd. (laughs) They're having fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well... I'll give you that. He came for the baby. He does not have any pleasant times ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Give him that. (laughs) I'll give him that. (laughs) Okay, so. Cuts to Norman in the motel office looking through the guest register. He walks over to the safe and opens it and looks at the driver's license again. He goes through the wallet and finds a receipt for a gas station. He goes to the desk and pulls out a little day planner thing and looks at what happened on the date and that is on the receipt and it says blackout. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Um, then it cuts to the prison yard. Some guy in a suit is walking along the outside of the fence and walks to where Romero is punching the boxing bag. He tells Romero he's sorry his parole got denied. He says he wrote nothing but positive things in his report. Romero says he is a crooked cop. That's all they care about. The guy says they want to make an example out of him. Romero says, two more years. That's all I care about. Romero walks back and starts punching the bag again. Could he just be someone on the parole board? Well. That doesn't make sense now. Yeah, because I don't think a lawyer. Do like defense lawyers write reports for. Maybe they do. I guess I don't know a yeah, lot about. It would also be like. It's in their best interest. You know. So I'm wondering if this is like a counselor that he sees or, you know, something like that. Maybe. It looks like they could be brothers. (laughs) (laughs) I get the feeling he has a brother. Is that his little brother or something? No, I don't think he does. But, yeah, I I think it's like a counselor or someone... Like that. All right. So. Yeah, that makes more sense now that I see it in writing that he talked yeah. about positive things in his report. Yeah. And to the other scene, I I like that Norman's got this little day planner. It just 
I don't know. It seems like responsible of him. <laughs> oh yeah, it seems very Norman. It does. It does. Um So it cuts Norman on the phone. On the phone with a company that has charges on his credit card he doesn't recognize. They tell him it's for Luminol. And Norman says he didn't order that and he will have his credit card company dispute it because it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> There's a candy dish in front of Norman with candy corn in it and Norman eats one. Then a guy walks in the office and tells Norman he needs a room for a few hours. Norman tells him this is Bates Motel. We aren't that kind of establishment. <laughs> the guy laughs and asks how much for a night and Norman says 120 including tax. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot for that room. <laughs> it is. I mean, I work in the industry. I get a great employee discount for friends and stuff and for me at hotels. So I don't pay regular prices. Right. But that seems like a lot for like a mom and pop motel. In a, yeah. I would in have thought nowhere. maybe 69 79 bucks tops. Totally. Especially since if he's got candy corns out, it's in October, right? We're talking, yeah. Not necessarily. Well, he's looking at like the dates of that receipt, and I think it said October sixteenth. Uh, so I don't know. I would call that like off season. So anyway. Okay. Well, this all happened at the end of the year, so okay. Yeah. So, it can't be off season. They're so busy. Yeah. True. Maybe there's a fall thing. I don't know. The Cider Festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. He could have blown the rate up because he didn't like this guy. True. True. But yeah, it is expensive. And Norman, if you lowered your prices, you might get more business. Exactly. Um, the guy gives him cash and asks for a key. Norman asks for his name and he says, David Davidson. He says, that's my name. You have my money. You don't need any more information. Can I have a key? Norman gives him the key to room number one and says, let me know if there's anything else I can do for you, Mr. David Davidson. Um, David Davidson grabs the key and walks <laughs> out the door. Norman walks to the door and watches David Davidson <laughs> <laughs> holding an umbrella, help a woman out of his car and into the motel room. Norman goes back, goes to the back of the office and removes the painting that is covering the peephole. He watches the couple immediately start to go at it, and Norman starts masturbating. The office phone rings. Norman stumbles to the phone, throwing up his pants, and it's Norma on the phone. She asks what he is doing, and he says nothing. And he's like, nothing? <laughs> <laughs> she tells him to close up the office and come upstairs, because dinner is ready. He says, okay, mother, I'm just coming. I'll be right there. He hangs up the phone and looks back to the peephole. So do you think he went back to the people? <laughs> no, I think he listened to Mother. Mm. I think he was just looking back, like, longingly. Yes. Yeah. So Vera posted a picture of her mantle, and she has that picture on, and she said it was artwork by Freddie Highmore. So my question is, <laughs> did Freddie actually embroider that? She said, oh. I now have artwork, right? It was surrounded by artwork from her own children. And you know how she considers him. Right, right. 
like a son. Uh-huh. Um, so the embroidery she had that was yeah, on the like inside she, of room number one. Yeah, like she got to keep it. Wow. She had it in her own house, surrounded by her other children's artwork. So I was just I was wondering if she was just being funny or if Freddie Highmore actually embroidered that. It would surprise me. That that guy can do a lot of things. He can. <laughs> and I think it's a funny idea that he would make that for the show. Anyway, I'll have to see. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come out. Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about it before. So, David Davidson is actually Sam Loomis, Madeline's husband. And we think Madeline's that was Marion Crane he was with. I'm pretty sure that was Marion Crane. So, I wonder what makes her come back to the motel. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, Matt is right. Matt, in his feedback about this actor, you know, I didn't know that that was the John and Sydney guy. I never saw that, but... He played a pretty significant role in um, The Walking Dead. Well, what's John in Cincinnati? I just figured maybe that was the character in The Walking Dead. Oh, no, I think that's an HBO show. Oh, okay. So, even though we've never heard, like, the casting news, mm-hmm. it's a fairly I think it's big a good name. guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good guess that it's Sam... It was definitely Sam. There's no doubt in my mind. So I wonder... I wonder where this is going to go, and I wonder what brings Marion back to the motel by herself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. But the fact that she's the one that he saw naked and was turned on by um, yeah, is interesting with yeah. all that in mind. Yep. I'm excited. I'm gonna. I'm excited to see what they're doing with the Sam, Marion, Madeline thing. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, cool. Okay. It may, you know, it may make him hate her for hurting, being the other woman. It might make him angry about her sexuality even more. That's kind of what I'm wondering. Is because I really do see. A little friendship. A little me. friendship starting between Norman and Madeline. Mm-hmm. And I think he's definitely going to kill Sam and Marion. I mean, we know Marion for sure, but I don't know. I yeah, mean, who knows what will happen to Sam? Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. All right, so now we cut to Norman walking in the house. Norma is getting dinner on the table, and Norman asks if she brought, if she bought something called luminal. Oh, should we didn't discuss that? Yeah. Okay. So it's, I guess that this is pretty normal for a someone with a, a disassociative personality disorder to actually have one personality know something, and the other not. I mean, it happens all the time with these two, but. It's weird. I think this is a very interesting... I like that they're setting up this little mystery that we're like, what the heck does he need Luminol for? I know, I know. Cause or Lu- what does they need it for? Luminol is the stuff that, like, they spray to find blood, right? Yeah, which 
makes some sense. If mother is being very cautious, if she's, you know, she she made a huge blood mess. Right. Right. Exactly. I wonder if she thought, well, I better order. If I order luminol and do my own testing, I can s- scrub and right. see where the cops might find traces of blood, and I could clean it. I don't know. Is it possible to clean stuff to where luminol doesn't see it? I don't know. Because it seems like that stuff can even detect when it's been cleaned up. Yeah, that seems to be the beauty of it. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah, so one personality knows what it is. And the other doesn't. That is strange. Yeah. Well, if it's mother that, you know, did the Googling and probably ordered it online, apparently. It It's just yeah. a strange, a strange little mystery. It is. It is. I like it. I like it, too. Yeah. Oh, and it was, should we think about the fact that it was open in the bedroom? Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? It wasn't like out in the shed or down in the hotel office. It was like on the bedside table. Yeah, so it was like used in the bedroom or... Yeah, that's weird. I was wondering, you know, what I came up with before I saw this episode, but we saw the luminal, you know, in the preview. I wondered if he, like, put it on Norma's body to, like, make her kind of radiant dark a little bit or something. I don't know if Luminol does that. If you actually put it on skin, if it, maybe it like, he thought it would give her skin maybe a glow that looked more natural. I, <laughs> <laughs> Although that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I know that they like squirt it and then like put a black light or something over it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of glows. If there's, Blood. I think Luminol like not only shows blood, but other bodily any bodily fluid. Any yeah. bodily, yeah. I, 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 I kind of think your theory's wrong. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> well, it has to be because that would be the norm that would be wondering what the right. That's true. Luminol's for. That's true. I like the thought of it though. Him wanting her body to glow. <laughs> Well, it's a little black lighty and weird in that room. It totally is. It totally is. It comes to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I just can't say enough. I'm so excited for this season. I can't wait to see. I like (laughs) all these little. Why is the luminol in the bedroom? Yeah. No, it's a great little yeah. wonder. Um, okay, so she says she doesn't remember about the if she bought Luminol. And asks if he is sure she didn't order it. Oh, he didn't order it. Sure he didn't order it. Um, saying she doesn't remember, is that... Should we take that as Norma totally lying? Totally. That sounds like a normal lie. Yeah, that's a normal lie. Being confronted with something and just lying out of your face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
sounds about right. <laughs> she says it sounds like a cleaning product and tells him to sit down and she starts serving dinner. She says she's sure the receipt is somewhere in the house. Norman sits down and says he hates having blackouts. Norma says he could start taking his medication again and he says he doesn't want to. She says she saw the paint swatches and the yellow is exactly what she would have picked. Norman says the woman at the store picked it out. Norma says, who is she? Norman says, she's just a woman. Madeline Loomis is her name. Norma says, Loomis? That's a funny name. Norman says, a name is a name. She is very nice. She's very artistic. You know, it's a big job painting this place all by myself, and I just think she'll be helpful. Norma asks how old she is. Norman says, Psh, she's... And Norma says, Psh, what? <laughs> the push is back. I know. <laughs> And Norman says, I don't know, I'm just bad at guessing ages. <laughs> Norma says, 40, 50, 60? Norman says, I'd say late 20s. Norma says, ah. And Norman says, what does that mean, ah? Norma says, ah means ah, as in, oh, how about that? Norman says, first of all, mother, she is married. This is so fascinating. It. That's why I, you just, when it comes to the conversations with these two, it's just got to be word for word. Yeah, and it's so great. Because he knows that he's starting to like her, and he knows Mother needs to disapprove. And so he makes up this conversation to talk himself out of it. I know. It's so nuts. I love it. It's like, yeah, he's like arguing, literally arguing with himself. Yeah. And And... you saw that with Anthony Perkins. Mm. It's that go that he'd get a little something in his mind creep up and mother needed to talk him out of it and to talk about it yeah, because of his guilt. Um, First of all, mother, she is married. Norma says that can be irrelevant. Norman says, second of all, she works in the store and I'm going to go in and buy some paint from her. So do you really have a problem with that? Norma says no. Norman says good. And Norma says, I don't know what, I just don't know what you're thinking. Norman says, mother, I'm not thinking anything. She's just a nice girl. Would it really be that awful if I had a friend? Norma says, here we go. Norman says, oh, mother, what is wrong with you? She says, what is wrong with me? Well, let me see. For starters, I'm dead. Why am I pretending to be dead? So I can get away from everyone and everything that can distract me from you. Norman says, I know that, and I appreciate it. She says, you appreciate it? Appreciate it like I baked you a coffee cake or something? (laughs) (laughs) I spend 24-7 in this house looking after you, bolstering your moods, doing your laundry. I can't leave. I can't go anywhere. I'm going nuts here. I literally gave up my life to protect you, okay? To give you a life without trouble. And we're doing it, right? We're doing it. I mean, a mentally ill boy and a dead woman. We are actually doing it. We have customers. We have a life. Norman says, I know, and I appreciate it. Norma yells, stop saying you appreciate it. They stare at each other a few moments, and Norman says, I'm sorry, Mother, it's not fair to you, and I know that. She says, it's it's not that okay, it's not that. It's that you just can't have other people in your life. I mean, what are you going to do, bring her over? I mean, where am I going to go, in a closet? He says, I'm not going to bring her here to dinner, this is absurd. She says, I know you, Norman, I know you better than anyone. You can't have other people in your life, especially women. You're just making my job harder. He says, your job, she says, protecting you. You understand? I love it. She's like threatening that she's going to end up killing her. I know. I, I mean, I guess not Not directly, certainly, but you know that that's the underlying factor. 
that that's how far she goes, and that's exactly what she expects to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't say anything. She throws her towel onto the table, stands up, picks up her plate, and says she's not hungry, and walks away. Norman says, mother, and she walks out of the room. So, it's just so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this, him giving her this, hating to be in the house 24-7, is that just him feeling guilty? Because that's true? I, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, and the, yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got a lot of guilt and he's on some level, he's living with the guilt that he killed her and he's alive. It's like, we could have just been together forever dead, but I'm alive here. She needs victim. Right. So it's just, it's hard to remember that she's really not there. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so do you think when he's having these conversations, like this dinner scene, is he only saying his part and then her parts in his, in his mind? Or is he saying her words out loud as well? Oh, wait, th- we got that answer, didn't we? From the Bradley scene we, in the car. Yeah. That's right. We did. I asked Carrie Aaron directly on Twitter That's right. if, um, like, in that car with Bradley, when they have a conversation in front of her, I was wondering if he was saying both parts out loud, and she said no. No, he's only saying his parts out loud. Yeah, so I'm, and again, it happened in the field in the premiere of That's season right. four That's right. with the farmer. Okay. He just had a total conversation with Norma, and we only saw Norman's side. Okay, so we can kind of presume he's still at that level he yes eventually he's going to be talking like her i'm guessing i mean if and dressing that's how yeah that's how he does it in the movie right okay and i could see that being a progression that happens i don't know again if he gets that far i like the intriguing idea of another couple years going past just, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this season. But. I think it well, might. If it, I really think it might. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Anything else on that? No. Okay. Uh, Next, we see Norma and Norman lying in her bed. She is asleep, and he is lying there awake. He gets up and walks out of the room. The camera lingers on the room, and Norma is not in the bed, and the room is a mess. The camera focuses on her vanity, and there is an overturned bottle of luminol on it. Cuts to Norman walking down the cellar stairs. He opens the door into her room in a cellar that is obviously very cold. He walks in. There are flowers everywhere. He kneels down and lays his head down on some lace and says, What dream am I in, Mother? The camera pans out, and his head is in dead Norma's lap. Dead wax figure. That was not Vera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, someone actually asked her if it's Vera or 
a dummy, and she said, sometimes Sarah, sometimes that's a dummy. That I'm, was a dummy big time. Yeah, there would be no reason for that to be Norma. Nope. But I'm intrigued that there will be times where it will be. I know. Because uh, if it's... all we get is one or two little scenes like this. It just really creeped me out to think of that. Oh, man. This, uh, this intrigued me and made me go into a total mind wormhole for hours. Not not solid, but, you know, Uh I'd go back to it. I really got intrigued that maybe this is a refrigerator, not a freezer. The flowers really triggered that because I'm pretty sure if you freeze flowers, they die. Oh, yeah, probably, huh? Mm -hmm. But I think it got confirmed that it's a freezer. I think Carrie used the word freezer, didn't she? I saw. Because I was was just like, you know, I think it was just so big of a job to... I got excited that it was just too big of a taxidermy job that it just wasn't quite right. So he he's got her cooler right now mm-hmm. till he can figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, I still hope we get some because you know it. He would have had to have that like freezer unit. I mean, so basically he turned an existing room in the cellar into like a walk-in freezer. Yeah. And it, I, he, he had to have done it within a couple days of digging her up because even, even embalmed, I mean, a, a body just starts decomposing. Well, he has that freezer that bodies fit in just nicely. Oh, that's true. He could have had her in there who knows how long. That's true. Just, I don't know, the logistics of building a freezer. It's just crazy. It just blows my mind. It's unrealistic. I just, I don't know. I mean, I've, unless you can just order like a freezer unit unit motor thing. and And maybe add some extra insulation to the walls? Maybe. I mean, it might be a little bit easier than we think it is. Maybe. I don't know. But he even had that freezer light with like the mesh around it. (laughs) But for Um, his purposes, it could be a very crude freezer. It could, yeah. But it would have to have quite the insulation and quite an insulated door and things. Right. I don't know. It's it's a weird choice to me at this point. It is. A really weird choice why they didn't just go with taxidermy and yeah. run with it. Well, I guess we'll see. I hope there's a real reason for this freezer. Because <laughs> it's making my mind shush more than it wants to. Yeah, I don't want to shush as much. But yeah, yeah, you're right. He's got that chest freezer, so she could have been in there for a while. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a horrifying thought. It's, not, it's horrifying. It's his mom. <laughs> it's no less horrifying than her sitting in a freezer <laughs> I know. but for it, some it reason it is, is. <laughs> um, okay so next we see Emma walking down the hall in her dunglies 
<laughs> Those are pajamas in our world. Um, <laughs> Dylan is in the living room with Kate. He asked if she got some sleep, and she says she did, and it was amazing. Emma asked where Caleb is, and Dylan said he would get some coffee and bagels. Emma says that's sweet. Dylan says he thinks Caleb wants to move to Seattle to be near them. Emma says she thinks so, too. Dylan says he doesn't know what to say to him. He's his dad and trying to make an effort. Then he says, truth is, Em, Caleb came up with a bunch of money to help pay for your your transplant. He tells her it was really dangerous, but he did it to help Dylan because he knew how much Dylan loved her. Dylan says Caleb didn't want him to tell her, and he never wanted to tell her. And Dylan says they are the only family he has, and he can't go live by Norma. How can he turn him away? He says he feels like he has to give him a chance. Boy, I felt like Dylan really kind of twisted the story necessarily into Caleb's favor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly how it happened. No, it's not. He turned down that job and went anyway because Dylan wanted it to get money for Emma. Right. It went bad and Caleb was pissed. And stole double the money from Chick. Yep. And then gave it, just gave it to Dylan. He barely, it was barely even about Emma in Caleb's mind at all. It really wasn't at all. So the thought that he's like, I'm going to do this for you, but don't tell Emma it was me. Uh Uh-uh. He's giving Caleb way too much credit here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Dylan is like, I think he's trying to make Caleb sound better because he kind of knows, you know, Caleb's here. What are we going to do? Tell him to leave? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe he did flower it up. I kind of think he is because I think when he's talking to Emma here, I think he's like, trying to talk himself into it too like because I mean what else do you do your father basically shows up homeless on your doorstep homeless and penniless mm-hmm. you know because they've probably had the conversation I'm glad it's just us I mean, who knows where Emma's dad is I presume he's around there somewhere but They've probably had the, man, I'm glad your dad's in Costa Rica. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it seems so far away. <laughs> and here he is. And so they're like, I don't know. Because just the, the words that are coming out of Dylan's mouth are, he's kind of coming to the realization that I can't turn him, turn him away. What am I going to do? You know, let me get Emma on his side. Let me get Emma on his side, type thing. He also likes Caleb more than I did. He does. <laughs> he does. But he kind of. I also have always respected. Like Dylan always seems to do the right thing. And I think he would rather raise his daughter away from his dad than with his dad being around. Because I mm-hmm. think it's just too weird that his dad is also his uncle, you know? Yeah. 
And I think he would absolutely choose his daughter and Emma over his dad, big time. And, oh, he would. And Caleb's a mess, and Dylan knows that. I mean, there's a part of him that kind of wants him around and wanted him around when he left. He was upset he left. Yeah. But there's a part of him that wants him around, and... Well, when he wanted his dad around, he was... Dylan was still living with Norma. You know, Dylan's got a great life now. Yeah. He's got a beautiful wife or whatever. A good job. A cute little daughter. A great house. I mean, he's... He's in such a great spot. So, I don't know. I think he's... (laughs) I don't know. I feel bad for him. (laughs) Dylan or Caleb? Dylan. I don't want to for Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel sorry for Dylan because I think uh, he does. I don't think he wants Caleb to be there, but I think he just doesn't know what to do. And I just love, love, love that Emma steps up. She gets it. She gets it. She knows that Dylan will never be able to say, you can't live here. So she does it. I And I just think it's fantastic. It is fantastic. They're they're all stars. Yep. Look at what they've done. I know. I wonder what's going to happen to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make it out. They just do. Oh, man. I really... They'd be some pretty big monsters to <laughs> introduce a baby and kill them off. They, they really would. <laughs> they really would. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to make it. So. Let's hope so. Yeah, I think blending it with he feels like he has to give Caleb a chance is Dylan talking himself into what else am I going to do? I can't tell him to leave. <laughs> He's got mm-hmm. no money and nowhere to go. Yeah. And he feels like he owes him a little, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, next we see Norman walk into the motel office. He notices the safe is open. Norman says, Mother? Then we hear a woman in the front of the office say, hello. Norman walks up and it's Madeline. She has the paint samples and says, hi. Norman says that's kind of her to bring them and gets out his wallet and pays her. Then he offers to walk her to her car. To the outside and she says the place is awfully cute. He says he likes it. She says she would love to see the house. He says he would love to show it to her, but it's a bit of a mess. She asks if he has lived there alone since his mom died, and he says yes and looks up at the house, and we see Norm looking out the bedroom window. Okay, so is he aware on some level the house is a mess, or was that a total cover-up? I think it's a total cover-up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, did we get the wallet thing resolved? So he must have blacked out and Norma stole the wallet out of the safe? Because um, we, well, we know she had plans to bury the body. So she probably wanted to have it in the safe so she could take it out and bury it with him. I guess so, yeah. So that wasn't lingering around. Yeah, because we, yeah, obviously is that the safe is open and has been rummaged through. You'd think Mother would be more careful and shut the safe. Jeez. You would think. I wonder if it was in his in his pocket because it's so such a weird thing. 
It's just a weird dynamic. You just wonder if she had it in her pocket and was going to throw it with the body, but he like took ownership of himself and just figured it was his one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's weird that it was in his pocket. It is weird. It's really weird. <laughs> um Okay, I guess I didn't finish up that scene. Oh, what happens? Well, she tells him about the small business owners meeting. Oh. Yeah, maybe you just forgot to add that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it seems like something weird happened when I was typing around this part and like something uh. disappeared or got copied and pasted somewhere weird. <laughs> so if we come across it, forgive okay. me. <laughs> it was this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that funny one with all the typos yes. that made me laugh so hard? Yes. <laughs> what was so wee? <laughs> it was wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, we laughed hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so she invites him to like a small business meeting. A small business owners meeting. Yes. She's got a fantastic old truck. I love it. I was going to mention the old truck. Oh, not only is it old, but it's like turquoise and white. That's that's my camper <laughs> colors. That's how my camper is. <laughs> I love that old turquoise. Sue wants to kill Madeline herself and take her truck. I will take that truck. I love it. Um, and, you know, oh, it struck me like when I was doing the recap notes watching this episode, Norman can be pretty smooth with the women. Like, you know, he pays her for the samples and then he does like this little flip thing with his wallet. It's like, let me walk you out to your truck. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. He's a smooth guy sometimes. He's so crazy. (laughs) I know it. He's the guy that and this has been through the whole thing that takes the fact that he's like good with his mother and runs with it and kind of like, I don't know, gave him the manners to like be smooth with women. Right. Right. Um, okay. So next we see Emma up at night. She walks into the kitchen and Caleb is in there dishing up some birthday cake. He apologizes and says he was hungry. She understands and tells him she ate a lot while she was in her second trimester. He asks she was scared being pregnant. She says she was. It happened. They didn't plan on it, but she felt strong like life had given her a second chance. Then she asks if she can talk to him about something. He says, of course, and she says she needs to thank him for helping her get the surgery. She says she never dreamed of having a real life. She knew she was going to die, but he stopped that, and she will always be grateful. He says it was his pleasure. Then she says, but you have to leave. (laughs) So awesome. It was so good. (laughs) She says it kills her to say that, but he, but his being there is going to force Dylan to live a lie every time Caleb is in the house. She says she doesn't know the exact circumstances of how he came into the world, but she knows enough to know he is putting Dylan in an impossible situation. Uh, Caleb says he understands. She says she wishes it could be different. 
He says it's okay. Coming there was his own self-denial, but he knows she is right. He says not to worry. He will clean up when he is done and will turn out the lights. She thanks him and goes back to bed. I felt bad for him. I thought, he's probably not hungry anymore. That's kind of sad. I know. <laughs> I did feel just a little winch, but I was so freaking proud of Emma and just like, man, way to like watch out for your kid and kind of take over, do something that you know your husband wants to do but can't. Oh, yeah. And just step awesome. up and just do it. I just love it. Because so many people just let people walk all over them. And no, it's just, it's like the girls on My Favorite Murder, you know. Fuck Totally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I thought of that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like. And the thing with Caleb, he he could make the situation better, but he makes it worse. Right. He, do you remember two seasons ago when he is introducing himself as Caleb's, I mean, as Dill's dad? Right, right. He needs, if he was, if he was smarter, he would ignore that fact completely because he's obviously Norma's brother. And so to introduce yourself as his dad is the stupidest thing to do. Yep. I mean, if he didn't do that, if he could really just back himself off, and I mean, it's it's probably not great, but to just go with the uncle thing, it'd be better. But he just seems incapable of that. Right. He does. He does. I mean, I know it's not cool to try and whitewash and paint over things. But there's some situations that are there and you could make better at least. This kid doesn't need to know that that's his grandfather. Exactly. But with Caleb around, he will. She will. Because he's just not handling the situation well. Right. Because Caleb is stupid enough that, you know, when Kate is a little bit older. He's showing pictures of Norma, and he's like, "That's your grandma. She's my sister." What, <laughs> <laughs> grandpa? I know. Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, I mean that just, yeah. Well, and he just, he's just not a stable guy either. You know? No. No. He's... No. He has a warrant. He. He beat up Caleb and took twice the money he was owed. He's just... It's, it's not good. He's not good. Yeah. And Dylan successfully walked away from that life. And yeah. walked away from his family. And he... He is one person that can walk away from a terrible circumstance and make his life okay and he he could pull it off and he could pull it off for a lifetime i believe in that fully i do too yep. it's not gonna happen maybe it will but uh caleb's not gonna be a part of that <laughs> no anyway go on. yep that was awesome i loved it so next we see norman walking down the inside stairs of the bates house he grabs the car keys from a bowl 
Norm is in the living room knitting and asks if he is concerned. He says there is a small business owners meeting in town and he thinks he should go. She says small business owners as in hardware stores. He says mother. She says it's fine. Go ahead. He says really? <laughs> she says yeah go ahead but you can't take the car. He goes why not? It's not like you need it. I love that he gives himself an out. I know. I just have to talk about that right now. It's it's just fascinating that he almost lets himself leave, but he can't. Yeah. So great. Um, he says, why not? It's not like you need it. She tells him he isn't supposed to be driving. He says he has driven the car many times. She says he shouldn't be because he has blackouts. He says, is that just your passive-aggressive way of getting me not to go to the meeting? She says, you know, Norman, sometimes you can be so full of yourself. No, this is not my way of keeping you from doing anything except having blackouts while you are driving, okay? Just walk. Um, Is it also the fact that he is an unlicensed driver? That's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Norma could drive just as well as Norman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just funny. It's he just can't get pulled over. He'd get in big trouble. Anyway, he says he doesn't have time to just walk. He'll miss most of it. He says, "I think I'm going to drive." And he walks out the door and down the stairs and gets in the Mercedes. He backs up and Norma is standing behind the car. I love it. He like pushes on, but he just won't let himself. It's I so know. good. It's so crazy. <laughs> he gets out and says, "Mother, get back in the right now. You should not be here." She says, well, you shouldn't be driving. If you're not going to live by the rules, then I'm not going to live by the rules. He grabs her and tells her she's going to get them caught and says, what are you trying to prove? She says, Norman, you do not have autonomy here. You can't just make unilateral decisions for everyone else like you're the little dictator. <laughs> he says, I'm just driving to a meeting. She says, oh, I know what you're doing, and I know why you're doing it. I know everything about you, what scares you, what you want, what you Google. So you're looking at my computer now? She says, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm looking at your computer. No, I'm not looking at your computer. I know you. I know you better than you know yourself. And that's why you make me so angry, because you keep doing shit that gets more, that creates more work for me. Asking me questions I can't give you answers to, because I'm just trying to take care of you. He says, well, who asked you to take care of me? Why do you think you are trying to protect me from? No one's trying to hurt me. She says, fine, come with me. She grabs him by the ear and marches him up the stairs to the house. <laughs> Cuts to them walking down the cellar stairs. She says, do you want to see what I do for you? He says, no, I don't, mother. Let's just drop this. She says, a little late for that. She opens the lid to the chest freezer and tells him to look in. He says he doesn't want to. She says, do you remember the night you were putting up the shower curtains? He says, no. She says, do you remember a man showing up? He says, no, mother, I don't. Cuts to a flashback of Norman putting up a shower curtain and the motel door opens. A man, driver's license man, asks if he is Norman Bates and aims a gun at him. Norman tells Norma, I don't want to remember. I don't want to remember. She yells, it's too late. Next, we see Norma slitting the throat of the man. Norman asks her why she is trying to kill him, and she says she doesn't know. Why she... Okay, yeah. Why he is. Why he was trying to kill him, and she says she doesn't know. He was watching Norman kill the man and asking how she got in the room so quickly and why she was even outside. She says she doesn't know. 
We watch her stab the man over and over, and blood is getting everywhere. She finally stops and wipes her mouth. Then we're back in the cellar with Norma and Norman. And she says, all I know is the world is full of bad people, and we cannot trust anyone from the outside. It is you and me, Norman. That's all we have. We would die without each other. Do you understand that? He says, yes, mother, I understand. I wrote that in my notes that uh, he said yes, mother again. He said yes, mother. But then he always has to say something else right after. I know, boo. (laughs) (laughs) He walks over to the freezer and says it's going to be okay. And we see the body of the man in the freezer. They look down at the body, at the bod. (laughs) 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 He turned into like an 80s (laughs) man-eater woman. (laughs) (laughs) They look down, but <laughs> and Norman says, "Well, it's not like we haven't done this before. <laughs> we just gotta go get rid of him." Norma says, "Well, I was gonna put him in the car while you were out and just dump him somewhere. That's why I needed the car." Norman says, well, "Let's just get started." <laughs> oh man, it just occurred to me that she couldn't do it while. <laughs> He was out at the meeting because it's him. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so hard. To... <laughs> so, um, I like these little instances where he tries to like point out the sticks. Yeah. Like, how did you doubts. get into the room so quickly? Why were you, you know? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, we learned last season with Dr. Edwards that Norma's self-aware of what's going on. Right? Remember when Norman transformed into Norma in front of him and she kind of lays it out for Dr. Edwards that she protects him. Right. She seemed self-aware that she was a personality of Norman's and that was there to protect Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Which makes this scene interesting. Unless that's fading for her. That's what I'm wondering if, like... Changing. If, like, lines are getting fuzzier. Mm -hmm. Because... I bought the... I don't know. Like, she was confused, too, how she got in the room, too. Right. Because it seems like if she did know, she would just be like, I was there the whole time or, or just don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> you don't remember right or something, you know, Yeah, I was yeah. there helping you or something. Um, yeah, I, I just, I find it interesting. It just shows like the mental illness, like, cause he's confused. Like, how did you get there? How, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, she wasn't there. well my first view I (laughs) I wondered if it was her hanging up the curtains and you know I I guess I didn't quite get he was a man I thought he just encountered Norman hanging out curtains and found out that he was a woman like maybe he was wearing something I don't know the wig or something I and so he had to die yeah I put it together as soon as the cell phone rang in the rowboat. I was like, oh, that's who Romero has been calling. 
Like, mm-hmm. before it even cut to Romero being the one calling him. I was confused why this guy was holding him up, too. <laughs> but, but I guess... Um, so I'm guessing what really happened is Norman was hanging up the curtains. Danger happened. And so Mother did not want him to deal with right. danger and guns. So she just instantly took over. Yeah, but how did he not get shot before that? The guy was, like, pointing a gun at him. I mean, I guess that's why whoever said it, you know, we're hitman ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> how Norma got out of that, I can't tell you. Unless he just went, like, full-on turned into mother and, like, freaked the guy out so much he was just standing there going, like, what's going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, like Don't what happened with Caleb? <laughs> like with Caleb, right? <laughs> In the hotel room. <laughs> um, okay. So the final scene, it cuts to the outside shot of the Bates house. Um, Norman, Norman, wrap the body up and carry him out to the car and put him in the truck. Cuts to them in a rowboat. She says, look at the moon reflected on the water. You couldn't. You just couldn't make nature up in a million years, could you? <laughs> Mother needs to get out more. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. A nice little sentiment. But it's totally. just funny. Yep. Um, <laughs> he says he doesn't suppose you could. Then he says, Mother. And she says, Yes, honey. He says, What are we trying to do exactly? She shrugs and says, What everyone's trying to do. Trying to survive. He says, Why was he trying to kill me? She says, I don't know. She puts her hand in the water and says it feels deep enough. They start to grab the body and the man's cell phone starts ringing. They panic and Norman grabs the phone and answers it but doesn't say anything. There's a recording saying it's the correctional facility making a call. Custer Romero at the prison saying in the phone, Jim, Jim. Norman is listening to this. Camera and we see Norman alone in the boat. Yeah, I... I cry a little foul that Norman would get it. It seemed just way too convenient for the plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They needed us to know it was... They needed Norman to know it was Romero. Just to move the plot along, I felt this was a little unbelievable that he would answer it. Yeah, I do too. I do too. We, didn't we got a that. reference. We got a real reference to where they might be close to Bend, Oregon. Oh. I have a friend from Bend. <laughs> That's the it was Bend Correctional Facility. Oh, okay. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I didn't catch. I like the kind of callbacks in the scene to the pilot where dumping Keith Summer's body. Mm-hmm. She does that same thing. She puts her hand in. She goes, "Well, I need this stiff enough." Yeah, that was neat. And then. I really like the camera panning out and just seeing him alone in the boat. Yep, I really would have liked to see a few more of those. Yeah. During some of these scenes. But I would have loved to have seen him when she's grabbing his ear. I would have loved to have seen him like, marching up the stairs with his head kind of bent. <laughs> totally. I love that. I wanted to see him alone dragging the body yeah. without Norma on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good... That was a good season opener. Yep. A good solid episode. 
I think we got our, um, perhaps our most boring out of the way they needed to set up. It yeah. wasn't boring, but, you know, it's probably going to be the most boring of the year. Probably. They can't. They've got never to wrap this puppy up. Man, there's quite a story to tell. Yep. Lots of little plates are spinning. Mm-hmm. So... I completely forgot to do like a what the bip or even oh my word rating <laughs> that never entered my head once. <laughs> okay, I mean I can come up with a rating. I'm sure. I'm sure I can come up with a rating, but I probably come up with a what the bip. Well, I, I think, probably said a what the bip. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I think the biggest what the bip to me is converting that room in the cellar to walk-in freezer. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to do that and I'm going to also what the bip why the frozen choice instead of taxidermy. Yeah. That's pretty what the bippy. Is And what the bip where's Dr. Edwards? <laughs> what the bip 40 bucks for three paint samples? <laughs> <laughs> um and I think rating-wise, no tick, so it loses a point. Um, I think I'm going to go like three and a half. Oh, that was totally my rating. Three and a half. Um, hmm, bottles of Luminol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it three and a half. Half um, paint samples. <laughs> Very expensive paint samples. Three and a half, twelve dollar paint samples. Um. Yeah, I'd give it three and a half because I don't have the chick rule, but there was nothing inherently wrong with it. And it no. wasn't a bad episode, but there's going to be some really good ones coming up. I think three and a half is fair. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. We There are going to definitely be some fives ahead of us, so we can't... Oversell this we one. We can't oversell this one. So, cool. Okay. Well, are we going to do the spoiler thing then? Yeah, now... We don't have any big spoilers. All we have are um, spoilers pertaining to the very quite spoilery little uh, promo they did right after the show aired. Yeah. So the promo that Annie put out. So if you don't like spoilers. Um, and if you manage to avoid it and you don't like spoilers, then I would avoid whatever comes on after the music. Yeah. So... If you're not going to listen to spoilers, then we will say, if you want to send us feedback, send it to yesmotherpodcast.com. Join the Twitter, join the Facebook. Yep, always good times over there. Yep. Both places. You won't see Sue on Twitter. If you see anything tweeted, it's me. (laughs) I like to live tweet and watch all the live tweets. I just completely forget about Twitter, and every once in a while I'll get an email from like, from Twitter saying like 
get onto Twitter and see what's going on in the world. <laughs> I know. <laughs> nope. I get those too. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, before we got so rudely interrupted by my cat. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Twitter. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so. I just get little uh, phone alerts. Oh. So. Okay, well, let's move on to spoilers. So, if you're not moving on to spoilers, then chill your ass and we'll see you next week. <laughs> or talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. start with Harold's little deal. Okay, so he says, My one knock on the episode was for the teaser for upcoming episodes. I tried to avoid spoilers, and I guess it is my fault for watching this, but I didn't expect that they would show us what could potentially be the entire rest of the season. Including Norman getting arrested and Mother taking over. I wish I hadn't seen this. On the positive side, I hope this means that the story is going to move at an accelerated rate and that we're going to hit the psycho movie main plot points early than expected, say by episode five or six, and the show will take us someplace unexpected in the final few episodes. Yeah, that's an interesting prospect. Huh. Because so... it usually doesn't, like, take us to the end of the season. It usually only gives us the next, like, four episodes. Yeah. So it shows Norman getting arrested? Okay, let me tell you what it shows. The thing I thought he was going to talk about is, remember how much we talked about who sees Norman 
with Norma in the wig? Yes. It shows that. It's Chick. Oh, it is? It's Chick, and Norman says, well, now you you know that I'm really actually alive, or something like that. <laughs> so he's full on Norma. <laughs> and Chick's face is just like, what the F? <laughs> oh, Chick, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it shows that. So we know it's Chick. And, um... Okay, yeah, so it shows, I mean, Norman says, like, they've found bodies and they tie them to us. It's like, we're screwed. Hmm. And then it shows him getting, it, well, it actually shows Norma getting her mug shots. And she, she and Norman are crying in each other's arms, and she's like... I don't remember exactly what she says, but it's like, you know, I have no choice. I'm sorry. And then she like dunks his head in a toilet. Like, you know how mother fully takes over Norman. Right. At the end of Psycho. Right. And Norman, apparently. Well, it sounds like like she full on kills Norman to where Norman's just gone. Wow. Which is something we wanted, you know, that's right. how I wanted the show to end. Is, but I thought it was interesting that she like physically like drowns him maybe in his cell toilet. I don't know. Interesting. Actually a white porcelain one. It wasn't like what I've seen in other prisons that are like just still. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Huh. So I think that's what Harold was referring to. Um, Norman getting arrested and mother taking over. But yeah, they don't happen at the end because they're not going to have Norman in jail. That'd be amazing if he and Romero are in jail together. (laughs) My dad would be in the same place. But yeah, that's an interesting thing. (laughs) And he's not Norman anymore. (laughs) He's like, hey, honey. (laughs) I guess that'd be less of a blow to Romero. <laughs> That's where my fan fiction's going. <laughs> Romero and Norman have a have a romance. <laughs> and it's Romero and Norman thinking she's Norman. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> you need to write that. <laughs> I, oh man, I totally do. <laughs> Try not to laugh, because when I laugh, I cough. Mm. Okay, <laughs> fanfic coming. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it written. <laughs> and Romero's like, well, all right. <laughs> well, I have been pretty lonely. <laughs> And she sure I like her. (laughs) (laughs) It's writing itself. It totally is. (laughs) 
okay. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. It also shows um, Dylan asking Norman why he didn't tell him that mom was dead. And I think Norman says something like, because you would have ruined everything. Or I don't remember what he says. Oh, that just sounds like such a typical thing for Norman to say. <laughs> like, know. you know, when he's, uh, he can be such a wit. Oh, for, oh, he can be the biggest twit on the planet. Yeah. Oh, we're up for some, like, really emotional times ahead. Like, oh, oh, we really are. Oh, Dylan finding out is just going to be heartbreak and Romero finding out. I just, oh. Yeah, well, when I picture Romero finding out he dies, Chick, I don't think is going to die because, oh, I don't know. I just see Chick. I see this scene happening soon, and I, and we still have that scene with him and that funeral pyre thing. Yeah, yeah. I think he makes it out because they've so. definitely said that there's a friendship there. Right. And I want. I don't know. What is Chick going to do when he sees this psychological mess? I mean, some startling. I mean, how much more startling would it? Oh, I see the dead mother frozen and Norman in a wig convinced he is her. I mean, that's just, I know that's the pinnacle of that. (laughs) That's like, you can't ignore that chick. I don't know. I don't care how chill you are. I know you're pretty chill, (laughs) but even you've got to have a line. (laughs) I know money is money and leaves are leaves. But <laughs> things. <laughs> oh man, that's just that's like so crazy. It's beyond crazy. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what the word is. <laughs> that's a bigger word than crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what it is? That's what it is. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> To see how they do this. Yep. Um, now, what about Caleb? Someone. Do we see Caleb in the upcoming? Gosh, I don't remember seeing Caleb. Okay. He. There was that scene in the. That trailer that you posted on. Oh, where he's bawling his eyes out and screaming, Norman. Right, and you see Norman behind him, like in the wig. Do we? Uh huh. Because remember, I, I think Julia was doing some pots, and it shows Norman behind him in the wig, and I'm like, and we all <laughs> pray that Caleb dies like <laughs> two seconds later. That's right. But I don't think we were exactly sure that he's. Oh, we don't know what he's seen. We just assumed it was probably. Well, we thought it could be the scene of Freddie in the wig, or it could be just her in the freezer. We thought he was looking at her in the freezer and Freddie was behind him with the wig. Yeah. So, oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So what do you think happens? Do you think, so Caleb gets kicked out, so I'm guessing he comes to White Pine Bay. I'm sure he does, because I think he's going to, you know, he's, because he seemed a little, like, surprised that Norma doesn't know about the baby, and he's like, but now, you know, because... Dylan's like, well, we don't really talk anymore. And Caleb's like, but a grandkid's involved now. 
Right. We're we're grandparents together. <laughs> I need to go see her. He says we have a grandkid. So <laughs> where else is it going to go? I'm just trying to piece it together. So he, that's where he goes. Uh-huh. So he discovers that she's just that she's dead or does he discover more and calls Dylan? Although I just I can't imagine that in any of the scenes we've seen Dylan, he knows that Mother's in the freezer and Norman is just psycho. I don't know. I can't imagine that. So does Caleb just call that he's in White Pine Bay and hasn't visited Norma yet? And then Caleb just disappears? And so Dylan comes to check it out? Or does Caleb find out from maybe Waltz that she's dead and calls Dylan right away? And so well, Dylan I mean, comes up in the meantime, Caleb gets killed? Maybe, because I don't... If Caleb runs into Chick, Chick's going to kill him. There's still that unresolved issue. Oh, the, yeah. The Dylan and Chick thing. It's really possible Caleb's at Maybe he does have Millie. That's the bit. Didn't you? You said Lucille, right? Is yeah. Is his man named Millie? Uh, maybe it is. Yeah. So maybe he stops and gets a part for Millie at a local whatever. Mentions he's Norma Bates' sister, and the person goes, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear what happened." Yeah. And he finds out, like, kind of in that weird, you know. Yeah. Like, maybe. Maybe he stops at the hardware store. Or, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Or he just comes to the house and knocks on the door and Norman opens it wearing her wig. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something makes him unhinged, but knowing Caleb, it could just be her death. Right. That's interesting. I can't wait. I know. I think they're going to have him see her frozen. I really do. Oh, I do too. I I honestly think he, but I'm just, I really don't think Dylan gets that knowledge before he goes up to White Pine Bay. So I really, I'm just trying to figure a way that he tells Dylan, but doesn't know quite yet. Yeah. No, I, no, I don't think Dylan has that knowledge. I don't know. I don't know. But also... Caleb, I mean, Chick. Because Chick finds out, befriends Norman, but he does it for his own gain or something. I swear that Ryan Hurst said something like that. I did watch that interview that you posted, and he does say, he says that they do form a friendship, but it's, yeah, he does say something like that. I just wonder if he does something to get back at Caleb. I don't know. Like involving Norma? I don't know. I, I don't think like anything like super mm, distasteful, but information or something. <clears throat> I don't know. They'll do it right. They will. I have all the confidence in the world. Yep. It's just fun to speculate because who knows when we'll get the answers to these. Could be next Could episode. Be next week. Could be that for a while. <laughs> so, cool. Anything else on that 
No. Not preview? Okay. I'm no, try not that it. I can remember. It's probably on Annie's website. Yeah, I'd imagine it is. Okay. Well, all right then. Well, we hope everyone's ex- ex- excited as we are for... Yeah, uh, send us your theories. Yeah, theories. Let's run with what we came up with or whatever you've been floating around in your head. Yeah. We'd like to hear it. This is the last season, so... Yeah. If you have been wanting to send feedback and never did, now's your chance. So, anyway, all right, well... I feel another coughing fit coming on soon. All right. We'll just say goodnight. <laughs> My voice has had it. <laughs> yes. We'll get so, some good rest this week, and I'm sure right. it'll be better next week. Oh, I'm sure I'll be fine next week, yeah. So, okay, well. All right. Till next time, chill your ass. Emily, That's do you want a cookie? Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's chill your own ass. Chill your own ass, that's right. That's <laughs> chill your ass. You gotta have that own in there. It makes it all different. So. It does. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. See ya. Talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. So I was thinking you can like edit this out because it's more like business for the podcast. But um, we should, after season five ends, I think, is really when we should do our Norma Louise Memorial podcast because our favorite moment might be coming up. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. We might have some fantastic moments with her that... It would be sad if we did a Norma retrospective. Without including head Without Norma. Without including, yeah, so. Well, we were going to do that anyway, because we didn't have time, right? Yeah, but I was feeling bad, because I was like, I really wanted to do it, but then it hit me. I was like, you know, when I was watching this, I was like, maybe, maybe our favorite Norma moments ahead of us, so. That is a delightful thought. It is, isn't it? Makes me happy. Yeah. So I was thinking that maybe, because you know how usually they do a week off? Uh-huh. Maybe we Oh, can, that's right. We maybe talk we can about... do that Bates Motel. Oh, yeah. Made for TV movie thing. All right. If they're going to do a break. I guess we don't know for sure if they are or not. But it seems like they usually just take a week off for some reason. Yeah. Yeah.